This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guest. This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast, added from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California, at the Blue Microphone Studio. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, with my co-host, Beware of Darkness. Hi. Hello. Thanks hey for having us, man. Yeah. It's great to be here. Yeah. What do you think? House of Rock? Yeah. Good spot? Definitely. One Definitely. of the best I've seen. Yes. Do you guys have a specific room that you were drawn to after walking in the house? The bathroom. Mm. We have one. Okay. So we have the bathroom. Anybody else? There's the dining room. The dining room was pretty, yeah. The hanging chains? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of like Beetlejuice when they're doing the (laughs) six foot, seven foot, eight foot (laughs) punch. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I like the roof. Uh, By the way, I've asked this question (laughs) on probably 40 podcasts and I've Uh never gotten such a wide range. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Typically somebody says like, I love the master bathroom, I love the studio, or I love the great room or the library. I've never had like those three (laughs) put together. In fact, I'm not sure anybody said the roof. Really? So this is good. This is a first for everybody. Good. Good. The roof is on fire. So beware of darkness. Let's go ahead, everyone go through the band, say what you do in the band, and then whoever wants to take it with the story of how you guys came together, let's go there. Okay. I'm Tony Capito, and I play drums. My name's Kyle. I play guitar, and I sing. And I'm Dan, and I play the bass. Um, so the, the story of how me and Tony met, um, I moved to L.A., and I wanted to get into like the rock and roll, like Silver Lake hip scene, but what happened was I got into the R&B scene accidentally, um, I met I met Claudio, who's in the other room, and he introduced me to like all these really really talented cats, like Stevie Wonder's band, and this guy named Trevor Wesley, and 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 all these people, and they they just welcomed me with open arms. So I started playing solo shows with with them and that whole scene. And um, one of the shows was downtown at a place called First and Hope, and um, I was the only white kid in the building. Um, and I remember playing the set, and I look at the very, very end of the bar, and there's one other white guy there, and it was um, Tony. So, so that's how how him and me hooked up. And then um, Dan, we met a little bit later. And Dan, we talked a little bit earlier about a unique story. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a weird story. It was crazy. So, you know, when I turned 23, I rekindled a relationship with my dad, who I hadn't seen in like 10 years, and um. I went out to Vegas, you know, to, to, to meet him, and he, and he told me that um, I had a brother that I never knew about. And um, so uh, I ended up going to California to, to meet him, and um, I was there for maybe like three weeks, and, and, you know, me and my brother really hit it off. It, it was really cool, and, you know, while I was there, you know, and get, getting ready to come home, I ran into Kyle and met and, and ended up joining the band and staying out, there, out here. So, And how long ago was that? Well, like two years ago now, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was, in, it was in August, I think. August or September. Yeah. So, it's it's nice because you couldn't have made that happen. You know, it was all fate. Yeah, exactly. You having a father in Vegas that you're yeah. on and off with, who had a son that you didn't know about as your brother. Yeah. And then, and he's a doctor. Yeah, he is a doctor. He's actually the number one doctor in Santa Monica. And you know that we're in Santa Monica right now. Yeah. Should we give yeah. a shout out to him? Yeah, it's Eric Curcio. 
What's up, man? (laughs) (laughs) He's welcome to the House Rock anytime. (laughs) What up, Eric? (laughs) All right, so beware of darkness. So first off, for those uh, who tune in, who are regulars on the podcast, um, go to Mm bewareofdarknessmusic.com. That's who we're hosting with. Um, We're going to tell their story. You've already gotten how they met. Um, Now, I'm I'm sitting here with an album, 12-song album that you guys just released on Bright Antenna Records May 7th. Mm-hmm. It's a beaut. Yeah. Um, and uh, I absolutely adore it. Howl is, was definitely my favorite song. It's the one I'm most familiar with mm-hmm. and a song that we were just watching the music video to. Um, so for our listeners, go to bewaredarknessmusic.com and they're very good about updating their blog and the music videos there. And of course, their upcoming touring schedule is there. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the album. So where did you guys record it? Um, it was at the Sound Factory. The basic tracking was done there, and then um, we did overdubs in a place in Burbank. I forget what it was called. I think the Valley, Valley Sound or Valley Recorder. Who did you guys record with? Uh, Dave Sardi, executive, produced it, and then a guy named Greg Gordon um, engineered it and produced it too. So. so what was it like? I mean, having you guys meet a little bit before... Um, you know, the three of you came together. What was the writing like? I mean, and how, did you guys have 30 songs that you wrote down to 12? Or, like, how did you guys decide 12? And where was most of the writing done? Um, I think we had a good problem because we had too many songs. And we still have leftover songs that people come up and they're like, what what happened in the song? And, and it's literally like, oh, it just forgot about it. Or, like, it just fell to the right side, you know? Um, so... I think we cut like 14 and then 12 made the record and then there's a bonus track. So. Nice. Yeah. What song do you guys enjoy playing live the most? Mm, we should all say it. It's different for me. Okay. Show. Tony, take it. Do you have a specific a spe- that you're looking most forward to playing on Warp Tour coming up? Um, I mean, I think obviously Hal's going to co- go over really well. Um. Yeah, and Ghost Town too. Okay. Yeah, the way the way the set is structured is, uh, I think my favorite is Ghost Town, and it's a really it's a it's an indicator of after we finish it, it's an indicator of whether like the audience is with us or not because it climaxes at the end. So I think it's fun playing it live, um, just for that fact. And then um, I don't know. I like playing all of them live. They're they're all fun and they're different to play. Yeah, I like Ghost Town because it grooves, you know, but then at the end it just goes crazy and manic and like speeds up and, you know, we all get really into it. So Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you guys blessed the House of Rock. I should say you rocked the House of Rock today with a couple tracks, um, one of which is All Who Remain. Mm-hmm. Where did you write that track originally? That's, that's a good question. Um, I, I wrote it with John Five, um, and it's a funny story because we have the same management as Rob Zombie, so they just set up a writing session with John. And I went to his house, and um, he came up with a riff, and he was like, oh, you might do something with this. So I, I took it, and I actually drove to Santa Monica. I drove to a parking spot off Main Street and wrote the whole song in my car. Um, like, didn't put any money in the meter, like, just sat there and wrote it. And um, I, I right after that, I drove to Santa Barbara and demoed it. Um, so it, it was pretty funny. It was it was a really really quick quick process, and and some songs too, like like the whole structure was there and it was set, and then 
I sent a demo to him like a day after. And it was funny too, because that song sat for like eight eight months or something. And then we were just going through demos for the record and it was like, oh, we might as well try this and record it, you know? And it's it's neat because we've never had a song that people have been so responsive to at live shows and just listening to it, you know? And it hit, it hits home with a lot of people. So um, I like it. Beautiful. Well, without further ado, from the House Rock, we've got the track, All Who Remain by Beware of Darkness. Tell the one above he's a criminal For taking and giving life like marble candy Everything collapses around me Overwhelms and astounds me A terrible truth When you leave this life the world will be a darker place for all who remain When you leave this life The world will be a darker place for all who remain And the light you give the human race will go away Every time that I close my eyes I hum every lullaby that you used to sing You never know the last time you see someone So give them all love you love Cause they'll disappear When you leave this life The world will be a darker place For all who remain When you leave this life The world will be
We are back. <laughs> <laughs> nice little break there during the track. Sounds great, guys. Thank you. Now you record that in the great room. Yes. Which is our our yeah. massive sound. Big live room. room. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the second track you guys did today was Amen, Amen. Yep. Yes. Where was that one written? That it's a good story behind that too. Um it's it's out of the whole record it's kind of an older one. And um I was I was playing a show in Santa Barbara at this this festival called Fiesta, which which is a week long celebration of like Spanish culture, and like it was the biggest show I'd I'd ever played to at that point in my life. And there's like 300 people there, and we ended with a cover of Tom Petty American Girl, and um, I thought the show went great, and I get off stage, and um, this guy came up to me who's rumored to be the person that Jeff Bridges based The Big Lebowski on. And if you see him, you'd know. And and if you talk to him, you'd know because he's that kind of character. So so he he mulls around Santa Barbara and like went to the guitar store I worked at and stuff. So so he came up to me after the show and I was on cloud nine because I was like, this was a great show and like everything about this was really cool. So so he came up to me and the first thing he said was like, you're terrible. Like you can't write songs. Like the set was awful. He's like, everyone reacted to American Girl because that's a way better song than anything else you have. And um, it it put a damper on my night <laughs> so so he was like you need to go write a song like go write a great song so the next morning I woke up and wrote Amen Amen and um, it's based on time I spent with a friend in Santa Barbara so right on let's play it from the House of Rock we've got Beware of Darkness performing <laughs> Amen Amen Sometimes I stand on the pier at night And I wonder how everything is gonna be alright And it's so dark you can't tell The sky from the water That if I fail I do believe I'd never ever have I down
So you guys have quite a month ahead. I mean, yep. you're I going mean, directly from House of Rock today to where? To, to Seattle, Seattle, to Warped Tour. It's Who's pretty driving? exciting. Our uh, tour manager. Tour manager. Yeah. Sean London. Yeah. it's. I'm glad we're starting it this way, though. I think it's a really, really good way to start the tour, and it's a fun way. And it's an exciting way. Um, but it's crazy too because so right after this we're driving 20 hours to Seattle and doing two weeks of warp tour and then I don't think there's a day in between like there might be one day off but then right after that we go to Europe for a month and tour with the Smashing Pumpkins and do like festivals and stuff over there and then I think we fly back and then have like six days off and then we start the uproar tour with like Alice in Chains and Jane's Addiction and Middle Class Rut and then we do that for like a week and then we fly back for Reading and Leeds um, in the UK and then fly back and then finish the whole opera tour. So we're going to be out till like the middle of September. So starting this is as fresh. Right now. This is as fresh as you'll ever be. Fresh is coming out of the womb. It's like a baby, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Beware of if darkness is coming to a city straight, near you. Straight wow. out of Compton, like straight out of the womb. Yeah. You know? I like that. Now, where yeah. are you guys originally from? Uh, I'm from San Clemente. I'm from Santa Barbara, California. And I'm uh, originally from New Jersey. Coast to coast. I like it. And we're all right now in Los Angeles, California, which is home to Beware of Darkness. Isn't that nice? It's it's new. I, on tour, I have flashes like that, whether we're in a room like this recording or whether we're in, like, a hotel room in, like, at- Atlanta and there's, like, cockroaches coming at me or, like, whether we're playing on a big stage in front of, like, 15,000 people. I'm like, oh, like... Life led us here right now, you know? And it was the same when we went to the UK for the first time. Like, I remember being in London and walking through Regent's Park, and I was like, wow, like, this is a miracle. Like, music led us here right now, you know? Like, you can't ask for anything more. It's a journey. Well, I'll <clears> say <throat> this. It's, I don't mean uh, to get sentimental. No, dude, this is, listen, this is your story. Yeah. You're telling your story, and we're, we're the platform I do mean to get it. sentimental. I don't really care, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, you guys did Salvation here as well. And so, yeah. th this is also a track on the album. Yeah. Um, when you play Salvation live, I mean, Tony, you have an, an incredible sense of style um, when, you, when you play the drums. What yeah. is it like playing Salvation live? Salvation's cool because it's got, it's, I feel like it's got all different dynamics that you could have uh, for the drums. I mean, it goes from super simple to like the end is almost, it goes to kind of a free form type jam and it's an odd time too, but um, it's rad because the whole song is just a gradual build. Yeah. But, that makes a lot of sense. Where did you write that one? Mm, I think I think it came from like two or three different songs. And I think I wrote a version of it before it was actually the song. Trying to get the idea right, but I didn't get the idea right. And I was listening to a lot of Judy Sill at the time. Right. Um, yeah. Without further ado, from the House of Rock, we've got the track Salvation by Beware of Darkness.
we are back. Um, all right, so the album's entitled Orthodox. Where do you come up with a name like Orthodox? Um, it the 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 best thing about art and the best thing about life is there's how you plan things and then how things actually turn out. So it's an exercise in almost working towards the future and trying to make what you want to happen, but then having the control to like let go and actually let things happen, you know? Because there's nothing worse than when you try to choke your future because then everything just stops and goes stagnant, you know? So the like I think the working title for the record was Bleak, and then um, I kept writing Orthodox down in my journals. And after like the fiftieth time it showed up, I finally had to like look up what it what it meant. And the actually like etymology of the word is um, the first half of like orthos uh, means like right and true, and then the, the doxy part means belief. So it was it was like a myriad of like small reasons of, of a lot of small reasons that that we we named the album that you know. So so it was like the, just this the meaning of the word fit with all the songs, and then I was looking and reading heavily into like Greek iconography, you know, so like that fit in like that. And the, actually, the record cover is actually based on, you know, some Greek icons and stuff. And then, um, you know, like I grew up Greek Orthodox. So it was, uh, it, it's neat because it, it's a word where it's so, it's ancient as the beginning of time, but then, you know, you try to put a new spin on it and try to get a new meaning out of it. So very profound. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, it's uh, it's it's awesome to have a group that's got a twelve-song album. I feel like, you know, there's this conversation that's been going on over the last five years, which is, you know, why do an album when you just put out a single and see, or a five-song EP? And yeah. I appreciate the album because see, I good, I'm glad because it's it's the thing that I was most kind of like trepid about and scared was that. You realize that when kids are looking at music, it's on Spotify, and they're barely getting through like the third or fourth song, you know. So, it's I I just I want people to listen to the whole record from start to finish, you know, because that's how we made it. You know, we didn't make it to just pick out parts and stuff. It, like it's meant as a complete, um, you know, piece of art. And um, it's like it's funny too. It's like all my favorite songs are on the second or the third and fourth side, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I just hope people give it the time. As they should. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you come to see one of you guys' performances, that performance will inspire people to want to listen to it because you guys rock live. Mm -hmm. And that's that's key. Mm -hmm. The translation of having a recording and then seeing it live. Yeah. I think it's it's a good indication. The energy's in the album. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well done, Dave Sardi. Who else worked on the album? Uh, Greg Gordon and Greg I produced Gordon. it. Yeah. Well done. Claudio in there worked on a lot of it. I think he's the cornerstone of everything. Claudio. Can you hear us? Beautiful. Claudio Quenny. I'm giving you affirmations right now, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you should come in. Say hi. Hi. All right. Uh, he's waving. He's, he's waving. waving. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the title track, or I should say the first track on the album, which is Howl. Um, obviously, Tony, it is a great track to watch you live in the music video and on Conan O'Brien. Awesome. Um, it's a really cool style. It makes me want to be a drummer. Mm. So. Rad. Of course, I'm not a musician, so what? it's really like frustrating when it's like, put me behind a drum. Yeah, kit. no, he's brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, let's play it, and then we'll come back to it. How about that? From the album entitled 
Orthodox. We've got the track Howl by Beware of Darkness. Here you have it.
So it's obvious to me that Howl was a, a single, the, probably the moment I heard it. That was. It's also great because it's the first track on the album and sets the tone. So where did you guys write this one? Uh, Eagle Rock. And it's crazy to think of like where it started and where it is right now because like we cut it in a garage in Eagle Rock. And now, like, however, like a year later, I think, you know, it's it's getting like a thousand spins a week, you know, mm-hmm. from coast to coast. And it's number 11 on the, the active rock charts. So it's it's bizarre and it's awesome, you know, and, and even it shows, too. You know, it's like we see people more and more and more every show singing along more and, and knowing the words and expecting it. And, and it's it's awesome. You can't ask for more than that. Love it. What were you going to say, Tony? Oh. Tony Tony also loves it. We all, yeah. we all agree. <laughs> yeah, I love, we can it. love it. Beautiful. Um, all right, so let's play Sweet Girl from the album. Mm-hmm. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. From Orthodox, we've got the track Sweet Girl by Beware of Darkness. Sweet girl, what's the track about? I wish I could tell you. I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I don't remember writing it. I remember having it done. I remember having like the idea for it, and then 
I'm, what I'm, is the I'm process like? So it sounds to me, Kyle, like you come up with the idea and you've got some prior workings, and then does it ultimately go over to Tony or uh, or Daniel in the process? Yeah, we jam ideas out. Is it in the rehearsal space? Mm-hmm. Or do you guys rehearse? Or where have you been rehearsing over the last year? We, used to, we had a place in, I think, Highland Park, and then we go to Swing House. Yeah. And then Soundcheck, too. It's fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Phil's a good buddy of mine. All right. So, guys are getting on the road literally after this in, in moments. But before we do that, um, you know, there's more of the story to tell. And then, as a part of the podcast, I've asked you guys to choose any song. Um, so, uh, Tony, why don't you tell us your track and why you chose the track? Uh, I chose Louisiana Rain by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Um, for some reason, this was like the first song I heard that just, I feel like really put me in like just a different zone. The groove on it and just his vocals. I mean, the melodic structure of it, it just really hits home for me. I don't know if I can really put my finger on it exactly why, but it just does. And that beginning part, I don't know if the beginning is like a uh, the very end from the track before, but that little like, I mean, this is rad. Let's play it. Without further ado, we've got the track Louisiana Rain by Tom Petty and the Heartbreak. Daniel, you're up. Um, I chose Ain't That A Lot Of Love by Taj Mahal. Um, I remember when I first heard that song and like my my favorite band, like all I listened to before that was like Red Hot Chili Peppers, like like punk music, like intense, like Rage Against the Machine. And to me, that was raw. You know, that was real raw music and that's why I liked it. But when I heard that song, like it's so simple and it's the same thing the whole time, but it's probably one of the rawest, most real songs I've ever heard. And it's like... Uh, it just showed me that like simplicity can sometimes be more effective than like you know going going balls to the wall. So I right like on. that song a lot. Yeah. All right, here we have it. Ain't that a lot of love by Taj Mahal. <laughs>
hear a funny Taj Mahal story? Yeah. I was I was eating with Logan and her family, and I had too many drinks. And I was like, oh, I can't drive home right now. <laughs> so I just started walking around the streets drunk, and I walked to Largo, and there's a show there. And I was like, oh, like, who's playing? Like, I can't drive for like two hours, and Taj Mahal was playing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was just like, I bought a ticket, and I sat down, and, this, and I sit next to this guy, and he's like, He's like, are you excited? Like, <laughs> you're seeing Taj Mahal right now. Like, he's a fucking legend. And I was like, I, I, I honestly, I, j- I was too drunk to drive. And I just stumbled by and he was playing right now. And he was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right, Kyle, you're up. What's your track? Uh, I picked Life on Mars by David Bowie. Um, that whole record, Hunky Dory, is, is one of my favorite albums I've heard in the past, like, five or ten years. Um but Life on Mars especially because I'd never heard arrangements like that or like vocal melodies that like jump up and stretch like that. And the cool thing about the song is like you get so attracted to the melody and like the lyrics and what he's saying and you you realize the chords underneath are so complex and that there's key changes between the, like the verse and the chorus and you know it's just brilliant all around. And um, uh, what's his name? The guitar player, Mick Ronson, I think arranged it. And it's just, it's brilliant. It's extraordinary. So let's play it. Yeah. By David Bowie, the track Life on Mars. It's a god awful small affair to the girl with the mousy hair. But her mummy is yelling no, and her daddy has told her to go. But her friend is nowhere to be seen. Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a sad thing for For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools And they ask her to focus on I always appreciate, you know, getting everyone's song choice because they were entirely different. And mm-hmm. this is maybe one of the reasons why you guys make great music. Everyone's got sort of an inspiration and an opinion about music. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming from the same cloth. Because mm-hmm. yeah. so someone, cool. someone's on the roof and someone's in the bathroom. <laughs> that, yeah, somebody's causing <laughs> problems in, in the bathroom. dining room. <laughs> always causing problems in the bathroom. <laughs> Be a lot of bathroom time mm. on the road, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, all right, we always do a house pick, and I recently came across this group called the Congos, who have actually been around for a while. They're four brothers from uh, South Africa and London. Are they brothers? And now cool. living in Phoenix, of all places. Wow. Um, they released an album just a little bit ago called Lunatic, and uh, the track I wanted to highlight is called I Want to Know. So without further ado... We've got the band Congos. The track is I Wanna Know.
know Will you take a stand? Will you raise a hand for your brother's sake? Talk about the dailies, you talk about centrifuge You got something to prove, tell me guys are uh, getting close to grabbing a little lunch and then getting mm. on your way. What are you most looking forward to? I know that you're going to be over in Europe, you're going to be on Uproar Tour, and I mean, have you guys met Corrigan before? No. Have you no. ever seen Billy live? Yeah. We did see him. We saw him uh, Rock the, on the Range. Yeah, Rock on the Range. That's pretty rad. I'm excited. It's going to yeah. be so good. I mean, you guys are really getting this true rock 
you know, there's a lot of new groups that are touring together and like, I don't know if you can constitute this being a true rock tour, Yeah. but then rocking with a group that's been rocking for 20 years. Yeah. Consistently. His, his songwriting's great. Yeah. I think the, uh, the thing I'm most excited about is they're doing a show at Wembley and, and we get to play that, you oh know? So, so I think it's a dream. Amazing. Yeah. So for everybody that's, that's tuned in, uh, go to bewareofdarknessmusic.com on the website. They've got all the tour dates. They've got, got the Howl music video. They've got the Conan performance. Some sexy photos. Uh, naked photos yep. of each of them mm-hmm. um, posing with zebras. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, unicorns, yeah. and I'll, unicorns. I'll, pe- I'll pose naked with my pet koala bear. So that's a foreshadow. <laughs> so it's not up yet. Yeah. But And uh, we're working on getting a petting zoo on our rider. So uh, if you see us at Warp Tour, we'll be with the petting zoo behind us. Anything in particular that you guys are excited about? I guess Imagine Dragons <laughs> had a monkey. Did they? Yeah. And really? House of Blues delivered it. Oh. It was like hilarious. <laughs> Never. Oh, my so God. So you may as well try something. Seriously, I didn't know that. Well, Dude, I want a monkey. Took the wind out of my sails. You want a monkey? I want a monkey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of sails, I want a sailboat, too. Yeah. Sailboat on the rider. Yeah. I'm sure that okay. that would work. That works. Well, mm-hmm. if you guys are playing you know, something in, on the on the ocean. Yeah. A scooter? Yeah. A scooter. A schooner? Schooner. Is that a sailboat? <laughs> The place that we're playing in Portugal uh, with the Smashing Pumpkins is like, a, I don't know if you guys know this yet, but it's like a little island that goes out. It's like a small peninsula, like Florida, but like way small, kind of like the Santa Monica Pier, but like a little bit farther, a little wow. bit wider. And so we're going to be surrounded by ocean. That's I'm super so cool. excited about it's that. gorgeous. Speaking of water. In Portugal, they have a dish there called Presebis. Okay, they're gooseneck barnacles, which are n- nothing anybody That sounds like here. an STD. Persebis, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what goose, I was thinking. No. I kept asking for it, and they're like, "Gooseneck barnacles, Persebis." Yeah, like, okay, okay. Um, it's a shellfish. It's the greatest thing I've ever had. It's really, you guys like shellfish? I'm gonna get this it. Is, this is incredible. Yeah. So reflect back on the <laughs> podcast. If you can't remember <laughs> the STD I just gave. <laughs> um, At the house right, of so, rock. So everybody that is going to see your shows, and I presume a few of you guys drink, if not all of you. What is the show? <laughs> yeah. I, I have to. Where is this have going? Have, Tell well, me. I'm saying if they're going to buy you a drink after the show, what should they buy you? That's a great question. Mm. Water. <laughs> Water. But if I were to drink Crown Royal whiskey. Okay. So, Tony, Crown Neat. Royal. Neat. Neat. Yes. Okay. Sounds Neat. good. Kyle? Uh, I mean, I'll go with a, a glass of red wine. Or okay. uh, if they're going to. They Splurge. can just give me ten dollars. You know, I think that would be fun too. <laughs> Buy my album. <laughs> my favorite drink has always been a Manhattan, but um, mm. like I just I don't do whiskey anymore because I just have bad experiences <laughs> on whiskey. So now I, I don't. I like uh, I just been doing White Russians. I don't know. They're 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 big, tasty. Big Lebowski style. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Two references to Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. that's how we do it. All right, so you guys are about to embark on a huge journey. Uh, we're gonna have some lunch. Call it a day, and yeah. uh, good luck on your 20-hour drive. Well, see, that's the thing. It's so good being here because it's like kind of a sanctuary because we know we have to step out into a 15-passenger van for 20 hours. Yeah. So we are more than happy to be here. <laughs> rags to riches, or riches to rags. <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah. some combination of the two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was awesome having you guys out here. This is Beware of Darkness. For all of our listeners, catch them at bewareofdarknessmusic.com. Go buy the album Orthodox. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything else? That's my boy, Blue. That's my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a sign out. Bye.